five yards rushing. Um, this is after we held Anthony Grant to a season low 36 yards, over 100 yards below his his season average, and uh, just couldn't get, couldn't get it done. Um, just. Not, not disciplined again. The penalties. Yeah, and there was nothing fluky about tonight. You know, and, and here's what the the bad thing is: is you lose the game by a touchdown, but you feel like it was a 21 point defeat. No, in, in no way did you watch that game tonight. Look up and say, yeah, that felt like a seven point loss. That feels like a 21 point loss tonight. And now this loss, I think, really confuses you because you take a step back after four games. And that's a third of the season. And we have seen good ball from this team, but against the best team that you faced all year long, you got pushed around up front, you played sloppy, your quarterback missed on a lot of throws today. It's hard to sit back today and identify exactly what you are as a team. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they are some terrible football team. They didn't look great today. But what is this team after four games? I don't know. I, I hope it's not one that resembles what we saw today on both sides of the ball. But now you have questions with how truly, how good are they offensively? Um, or is that going to be more of the same against physical offensive lines that you're going to see down the road? I thought I knew what this team was after three games, and I am more confused now about what this team is than I have ever been at any point this year. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just yeah, they today was a shocker. They didn't look like the team that we've seen through uh, three games so far. And then, you know, we come back to tie it at 14, and you feel like, I mean, in the stadium, you're like, okay, the momentum's yeah. on our side. This is going to be another situation where, you know, they get out early, we make adjustments, we settle in, but just never got settled in. I mean, granted, Kansas State's defensive line definitely came to play, but when you look at just the stats, Dylan Gabriel threw 67% completion, 330 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, Eric Gray on, I think, 14 carries has over 100 yards. I mean, statistically, we outgained them. We had 550 yards. And when you when you look at get outgaining somebody, you're like, okay, what happened? Was it special teams errors? We gave up the big return. Was it penalties? 11 for 87 again. That killed us. The thing I think that hurts the most tonight for fans is that it was just all too familiar. Everything looked so familiar. It, it, it looked defensively and maybe even offensively as to what it looked like last year. But defensively looked like a giant. It, it looked like 2021. It looked like 2020. It looked like all the things that were all too familiar. And you thought you were done with that. You thought you were done with getting pushed around by teams like Kansas State. Kansas State's not a bad football team, but we know who's got more talent out of the two teams. And now they've beaten you, what, six out of the past 11 times? Shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen to an Oklahoma team. And here it is again. They roll into Norman for the fourth time in 10 years and beat you. And I, I think that that's what's going to sting the most tonight, tomorrow, and on into next week is, God, you just thought that you were done with these types of performances, and it happens again tonight. Hey, by the way, 405-329-9000. We will be taking your uh, phone calls on the Home Creations Sooner Game Day wrap-up show if uh, as OU loses it here, but... There's, there's no excuses. Like, this team, this team's got some work to do. And yeah, I was, I was singing its praises coming out of Lincoln, Nebraska, a week ago. There's no doubt about that. Hard not to. It was hard not to. But clearly, this was a slap in the face to this team, a real wake-up call that says, you guys maybe aren't as good as you thought, because a team came in, Travis, and their number one goal is we're going to be the more physical football team. 
And Kansas State was able to do that really from the opening whistle. Yeah, and you think with this, you know, the way the defense has played this year, um, you know, if you just look at the box score, you're like, okay, I'll take 550 yards. I'll take I'll take 330 from Dylan, four touchdowns. We averaged 6.5 yards a carry. I mean, we outgained him. Better yards per rush, everything like that. You look at the penalty number, and you just the, – the, the timing of it all, getting bullied, and Dylan missed some big throws. We, 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 we got to keep it real. I mean, Dylan missed some big throws. <clears throat> there was one to Stoops, big third down play. There, or That was, I think, a fourth down play. And then a big one uh, third down to Mims that uh, he, he overcooked it a bit. Here, here's, again, one of those stats. After Nebraska, we talked about the importance of third and fourth down. And we that was a point of emphasis throughout Nebraska week was get better on defending and on offense on third down. So third and fourth down combined, Kansas State, 10 for 19. That, above, that, uh, that make you sick, man. Above 50%. Oh my God. Well, if you thought that was going to make you sick, wait till you hear Oklahoma's. Oklahoma was 5 for 15 man. on third and fourth down. Those are the money downs. There's a reason that you outgain a team, that you have 6.5 yards per rush. They beat you on third down, they beat you in the penalty. Well, what would you say, 10 and 19 on third down for Kansas State? At and, third and fourth combined. And here's what's so damn maddening about that, man, is you're not going to find a whole lot of third and ones, third and twos, third and threes. You'll find some in there. You're going to find a lot of third and 16s, a third and eight, third and nine, third and 10. You know, we talked about it all week long. You get Kansas State in third down, that's where you want this team. Adrian Martinez was a struggling quarterback coming into this game, and you let him have the best game of his career. That's Again, it's just all too familiar from the past, and that's what makes this so maddening. Adrian Martinez had his best game of his collegiate career, and it wasn't even close. At a point where Kansas State fans were questioning if he's legitimate quarterback one or not. Giving up third and longs like that, you just... It's inexcusable, man, and, and this team has got to get a lot better defensively. S- that simple thing is missed tackles. I-, I don't know if this team thought it was really good coming out of Lincoln. I don't know what happened tonight, but they've got to get th- this fixed, and they've got to get it fixed in a hurry, man. Yeah, we're in the conference play now. Even teams that used to be doormats like Kansas. Kansas is good. they got a better record than Oklahoma. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of things to like about them. There's no real cakewalk on our schedule. And, you know, you hope to get a win against Kansas State, get off on the right foot. But, I mean, if, if they go out there and play like that, then I, I would I would hold off on buying your Big 12 championship tickets. 405-651-3439 if uh, you want to text us. 405-329-9000 is the phone lines. I'm sure we got it piling up. We'll get to them next. More post-game thoughts as well. OU, first loss of the Brent Venables era happens tonight. Sooners are 0-1 in conference play. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, we're in a very loud and happening Yo Pablo, but there is a lot of pissed off OU fans here, as uh, as you can imagine. We'll take a timeout. More to come next. Keep it locked right here on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. Home creation, Sooner game day wrap-up show live from Yo Pablo on campus corner. Sooners lose it tonight to Kansas State, 41-34. Tyler McComas alongside Travis Davidson. Uh, we got you for the next, what, hour and a half or so. We'll be taking your phone calls, 405-329-9000. Here's a fair, there, there's a lot of fair questions that we got to throw out right now. Dylan Gabriel, we got to have a conversation about him. Defensively, is this going to be a huge issue moving forward with physical offensive lines? 
And then your own offensive line, man. We're a third of the way through the season, and we've been waiting on it. We've been waiting on this offensive line to turn into something that it hasn't been yet. And it had its moments tonight, no doubt, but when it had its moments, it would have a five-yard penalty that put them behind the sticks on first and 15 and kill all the momentum they have. So how good is this offensive line? How good can they realistically be? Right now, they're not a great offensive line. They're far, far, well, far from that. Part, part, of, uh, part of my thoughts on Dylan um, going into this game was he was all you needed if you had a Venables defense. If you had the defense that played the first three weeks of the season, he he had almost 400 all-purpose yards. I mean, if you have 330 yards from your quarterback and four touchdowns with a Venables defense typically, if you look back over his time at Clemson, when you get that type of performance sure. and a running back going for over 100 yards, he probably lost one game in his entire tenure. So looking at that, that's where my concern is, is we were so good through three weeks, allowing 10 points per game. And Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn made us look silly. Yeah. That's the problem. Again, if you missed the first segment, what we said is what's so maddening is it just looked like it had been previous. The bad defenses that you've watched for so long, that's what you felt like you watched tonight. You thought you were done that. You were done with that. You thought you were on to this new era. And maybe you are, and this is just a one-time slip-up, but they, 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 they got a lot to figure out, man. Let's go to the phone lines. Brian, you're on the post-game show. What's going on, man? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. A few takeaways here. Um, one, this, this team clearly is not ready for prime time. Um, the Against good opponents, okay, there's three flaws I see. They play too fast for what their offensive line can allow and what their quarterback consistently can throw the ball will allow. And it leads to being outplayed by number of plays. Uh, by a large margin. Now, it ended up being, I think, 11 plays to that tonight, but Oklahoma had a bunch of plays late to make it that close. Um, two, the um, they still don't know how to play the vet, Brett Venable's defense. The linebackers are still missing fit. Uh, every, everybody, really, on the defense is having a play or two where they just are not really sure what they're doing. And uh, if you listen to the broadcast, Teddy Lehman will pretty much say the same thing. Um, yeah. And three, um, look, bottom line, I, I think we make a decent bowl game um, this year, but we got to recruit better and get more dudes into this system because just having a slightly better talent than another team that's been in another system – longer and uh, it's been coached up how to play a certain way, it's not good enough now because there's, there's just a very little margin for error in a lot of these games, if you know. Sure. Between these yeah. Hey, hey, Brian, good to hear from you. All great points, man. Good stuff, dude. Bye. Yeah. Bye. No, I mean, it, it, it's not wrong, and I, I thought that this defensive line, well, I said it Monday, I thought the defensive line was the best position group on the team. It didn't look like it tonight. And, yeah, I, a team like Kansas State who wanted to be physical, it looked like you were lacking up front of the defensive line. I saw a play from uh, David Huebu early on in the game, a third and 12, where he takes a terrible route to Adrian Martinez. Um, I just really, I, I, didn't, I didn't like what I saw in third and long. 
but I didn't like what I saw in first and second down a lot either. Uh, it, it, it's just quarterback power left, quarterback power right. It wasn't anything just out of the ordinary. It's it's, it's Kansas State football, man, and you couldn't go hat on a hat and stop I, it. I think that's what's most frustrating about this loss is we we know what they want to do. We know exactly what they want to do. They've, they've done it to us over and over. And uh, to Brian's point, you know, I know we had a lot of recruits in the house tonight. Hopefully uh, hopefully they saw a little bit of, uh, you know, a glimmer of hope or a silver lining in something. Um, that'll be obviously up to the coaches to uh, figure out. But um, the dudes are on their way for sure. But, you know, Venable's defense, it's, I mean, sure, I'm, I can't wait to hear Teddy's thoughts on it. Yeah. It's, it's not being run well because a Venable's defense run well doesn't give up that many doesn't give up 275 rush sure. yards and we focused a lot of the first two segments on the defense and rightfully so they weren't very good tonight again after everything that went wrong tonight you still had a third and 16 and a chance to get off the field to give your offense back the ball with like what two timeouts or two minutes left and a chance to go down and tie the game and adrian martinez man it was a simple quarterback run to the left and he went for like 40 yards so it's just it, it's disappointing all of it but as much as we've talked about the defense and will continue to do so, the offense wasn't good tonight. And playing the offensive line, uh, you certainly can. Dylan Gabriel throws a great deep ball. He had a couple of deep shots tonight that are really good balls down the field. But when it comes to the intermediate route, when it comes to throwing something on the sideline, he misses a lot, man. And I look, I, I took some crap last week for coming back at the Dylan Gabriel speculation that some on the text line had. Looking at it now, clearly they were more right about it than I was. We'll see what Dylan Gabriel does moving forward. But this is not the type of response that he needed to have after that game in Lincoln. Too many throws that he missed in key situations. Right, and it was, it was the situational problem because, again, you end up with 67% you know, percent completion percentage and 330 yards. That should be fine, but it was the third down and fourth down throws that he wasn't connecting on that ultimately were our undoing. And I think part part of the problem um, it, it is Brian brought up a good point. It is I think the pace. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot, a lot at the same time. And you know, it's something Levy and uh, Levy and Brent Venables are going to have to discuss. But here's I've said all year we don't need Dylan to be Kyler or to be Baker because in this defense we just need to not turn the ball over and play defense. Well, guess what? Tonight, didn't turn the ball over, but we needed him to be Kyler, and he wasn't. He wasn't anything close. No, no. not even close. You know, and, and they've got they got put in a really tough situation. They put themselves in this situation. Don't get me wrong. This offense is best when they're going up-tempo. I've seen it for four games. I think they're, they're good. They're good offense when they go up-tempo. When they can't go tempo or they don't go tempo, I don't think that they're nearly as good of an offense. And tonight, you got put in a tough spot. Credit Kansas State's exactly what they wanted to do. OU wanted to go up tempo, but they knew they couldn't because the defense has been out on the field for so long, right? So ideally, you would want to go up tempo and start to get things going, but they knew that their defense had been out on the field forever. They got they got caught in a really tough spot, and that's exactly what Kansas State wants tonight. And even late in the game when OU's trying to rally, it still felt like they weren't going up tempo because they knew that their defense was just totally gassed at that point. So just all of it tonight. I mean, there, there's so many angles that you can look at this game, and there's not really any positives at all to take away from it. 
And that's the disheartening thing is you thought that you had made some strides and there's not a whole lot that you can take away from and say, well, here's a silver lining here. I don't I don't see any silver linings to that loss tonight. Right. I mean, you can basically look at production, I guess. Other than that, I mean, but, again, they're empty numbers if situationally they aren't where you need them to be. You, I mean, outgame Kansas State, fantastic. But when you keep shooting yourself in the foot with missed throws on third and fourth down, with missed tackles on their third and fourth down, they were two for two on fourth down. I'm surprised they ever punted. So, I mean, very frustrating. Uncharacteristic of what we've seen so far, and I think that's what's the most frustrating, is I thought through three games we had a pretty good idea of what we had, and this just threw a whole wrench in that. Now, this doesn't have to be as bad as we all feel right now, and it feels pretty damn bad right now, and it looked really bad today. This doesn't have to be the end of the season, effectively. I've seen teams that have lost early in the season before and have figured it out, but those teams got a hell, heck of a lot better in a, in a short amount of time, and that's what this team has to do, man. And, and, you, mean, and you think it's possible, right? Brand-new coaching staff, um, you would expect them to get better, right? I mean, that's – They're going to have to, man. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they, they, they have, have no got choice. to on both sides in a hurry. Their quarterback's got to play better. This offensive line, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. Well, and last and week, at what point do I say it's just not going to happen? Last week, I mean, I know Nebraska's bad, but getting one in Morris back, Anton Harrison played his best game of his career last week. Um, you know, and and it just it didn't work. And and it was holding penalty, offsides, offsides, offsides. I mean, just over. It, and it was over. an undisciplined football team yeah. tonight. Is what it was. And and that's what. When Brent Venables uh, preseason said uh, on on KREF when he was interviewed w- with you guys, he said, uh, what were the two words? It was discipline and toughness, was it? Discipline and toughness, right? Isn't that what Brent yep. Venables said he wanted the team to be known for? Well, di- discipline was out the window today. Out the window. But we looked like a below average. They looked like a below average team today. That's yep. what it was. I mean, again, there was – when you got some momentum, then you go back five yards. Yeah, you know? just drive and, and killers. Just, just absolute drive killers. Quarterback wasn't good enough. I mean, nothing was good enough tonight. I, you guys know that. You all watched the game. 405 329 We'll continue to take your phone calls. We're at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. More to come next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back. Home creation, Sooner game day wrap-up show. Sooners lose at 41-34 to the Kansas State Wildcats at home. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson with you, 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in. A lot of you just now getting to your cars, so a quick recap of what we said thus far. Uh, what makes this the most frustrating is it's the exact same loss you've seen time and time and time again. Not able to get off the field on third and longs. Not able to get a push uh, up front on the offensive line. Not being able to stop the run. Letting an average quarterback have his career day. Adrian Martinez has never played that well in his career, and he may never play that well again. So it was just all too familiar. That's what makes it so frustrating. All right, to the phone lines we go. Dennis in Chicago. Dennis, you're on the postgame show. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, yeah, you've, you've nailed it. Frustrating is a I, it's beyond frustrating, Tyler. Uh, you guys have nailed it. I, as the game went on, I, I, it felt just like you did. Flashbacks to last year. I, 
I lost all confidence in getting off the field on third down. Um, you know, we were bringing the kitchen sink defensively, not getting to the quarterback. Second year in a row, made Adrian, like you said, made Adrian Martinez look like an All-American. I, and I, I just really don't get on that third and 16 why we don't have a spy on the quarterback just standing in the middle of the field. He's not going to throw a, a ball downfield to pick up that first down. He didn't get touched until 40 yards past the line of scrimmage, you know, was, and, and that's what's ridiculous. so frustrating. Yeah, it was it was bad angles, but, I mean, seriously, they're, I didn't understand I'm watching it. I'm like, there's got to be a spy in the middle of the field just standing there, just watching Martinez. Something. Yeah, I mean, you, you've no, got to account. You, you, you know right there. You've got two timeouts left. Um, at, yeah, you got two timeouts left at that point. They want to stay in bounds. They'd like to get a first down. The play call was to try to get a first yeah, down with the quarterback. time is more important there. But you've yeah. got to know, the man. They're going to run it with Adrian Martinez. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. you had nobody there on that side of the field is, is ridiculous. And, you know, all night long you were fighting an uphill battle, guys. And, and you were just trying to grab some momentum, get the crowd involved. And then you tied at 14 nothing, right? And yeah. then you thought to yourself, all right, yeah. here you go. Yeah, it felt like the Here's adjustments your momentum. had been made, yeah. And then special teams, special teams, special teams. Always special teams against these guys. And they have a massive kickoff return to the plus side of the field. And all of a sudden, that momentum you had was completely gone. Yep, yeah, just took the air out of the building, yeah. And, and you know, like Travis said, there was, I mean, especially coming out in the second half, I mean, Gray is just running all over the place, just picking up chunks of yards. We're moving the ball, and then, boom, stupid penalties. Just like you said, undisciplined and just, yeah, it's just very much like, like last year. And I, I know it was earlier in the game, but, I mean, uh, that, that pass where he missed a wide-open stoops for the touchdown, I mean, that that was uh, it's a game changer. You know, I mean, that, that, that changes I, I the game, most likely, if you hit that. You hit that. Hey, yeah, Dennis, good to, good to hear from you, man. I appreciate the phone call. See, All what right, bums guys, me out there. Yeah, go ahead. What bums me out there is if Dylan makes that throw, does that mean we can all of a sudden stop the run? Does that mean we can all of a sudden, you know no, what I mean? Like, not at all. Not at, at, all. A cer- at a certain point in time, your inability to get them off the field and stop the run, I mean, that's what's going to come bite you every time. Yeah. Well, again, you had you go down and score, and you have the opportunity to get off the field. You had it. You had the chance. Third and 16, it was there. Get off the field. Get the ball back. Maybe you go down and score. I don't know. But you give your offense a chance, and you still weren't able to do it. And, you know, I in, in terms of a letter grade for both sides, they're not good, but they're right there right along the same grade, man. I, I, I don't think that – I don't know if you can fault one side more than the other because they were they, – neither of them were very good. I would I, I would have to point to the defense here. I would just have to. I mean, 550 yards of offense should win you a football game. Fair. It should win you a football game. But when, when, when you suck on third and fourth down on both sides of the ball – when you shoot yourself in the foot, you know, unforced errors, that's that's how you lose a game where you have 550 yards of total offense. Yeah, back to the phone lines we go. Al in New Orleans. Al, what's going on? You're on the postgame show. Yeah, what's up? So, last week, I'm like, oh, K-State losing too late. Me, you know, they're from New Orleans. I'm like, oh, Oklahoma got this. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be at all tonight. Like, our defense, I don't. I'm pretty sure that's not a Brett Venable defense that I saw at all t- tonight. Like, 
And it's even worse because maybe because I coach football and the, the third and 16 is just how can that happen? It's just how. It, it was how the icing happened. on top of a terrible night defensively. Yeah. You know, you, 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 had, you had thought up to that point that you had seen a lot of bad defense, and you had. But that was like the cherry on top of what was a really terrible defensive night, giving up that third and 16. And, and unfortunately, it's a play that we're probably going to be talking about for, you know, all year long now. I mean, it, 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 it's just bad. It's, it's, it's like how, because maybe it was PTSD, because that happened to me. We had a game Thursday night, and that happened to the team, I, the high school team I coached. My co- head coach, he said, how could it happen? I really couldn't answer at that moment. Just like, it shouldn't happen. It's no excuse. And Dylan Gabriel, I don't. I didn't recognize him tonight. Like the the pass to Stoops, the deep ball. I, I didn't recognize him tonight. It's just then he shot us over the foot with the false start penalties. Yeah. Was cute for it. Yeah. Hey, uh, appreciate the phone call, Al. Enjoy your weekend. Good to hear from you. All right. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. If you want to sneak in. Um, it, I don't. I, it, it's just a fascinating place that we're in right now. I just don't. I mean, I know what to think about this game. I don't necessarily need help with that. But what I should expect moving forward, I do need help with that because I don't know. I, I I don't think that this team is close to winning a national championship. I don't think that this team is close to being a college football playoff team. they got a long way to go. And I know that there's a lot of other teams in college football that can say that. But And I know you can't go score by score, but you got beat by a team today that got beat by Tulane last week. And I know it doesn't always work like that, but that's that Tulane defense shut down that K-State offense last week. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, it seems to be a clear upper echelon of teams. Uh, you obviously go Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Kansas. Um, so once you get past those four, um, it's really a crapshoot. And it's unfortunate because we were told, hey, you know what? Be patient. Be patient with this team. You know, you got a lot of roster turnover, got a lot of coaching turnover. Be patient. This is a complex defense. All this. And then, you know, we get lulled to sleep over those first three weeks. We see other big teams go down. Think, oh, man, we would never lose to a team like that. Man, I'm I, I'm kind of glad they uh, – I'm kind of glad they that Kansas State didn't win last week because we might have had – Game day, who knows, you know what I mean? Like, even more eyeballs on it. So, offensive line, got to get better in a hurry. And, again, it's four games, and we've been waiting on it. I just – I I am uh, coming to the realization that they may be – they are what they are on the offensive line. They they may have a best five, but how good is their best five? Because that's not the the last good defensive line that you're going to face. Oklahoma State's got a good defensive line. Uh, Baylor's got a really good defensive line. You're going to see some others in the conference. And now – the blueprint's out, and the blueprint looks to be exactly what it's been for the past 10 years now. You try to be the more physical football team, you might have some success against OU. You throw some wide receiver screens out, you might have some success getting out in the open field. Kansas State, just throwing some simple wide receiver screens out, getting their guys in space. Oh, you couldn't come up and make a tackle tonight, so... I don't know, I just, all of it was really bad. Um, back to the phone lines before we hit a break. Sean, you're on the post game show. What's going on, man? Hey guys, good show tonight. And uh, are we ever going to blame Big Bill? Ever? I mean, we're on what yeah. year five? I know, I know. We've got that Big Joe yeah. Moore Award 
that uh, was really good against Big 12 defenses. But are we ever going to blame Big Bill? I mean, it's uh, his, it's, his, it's his, not, his it's, room. His room. What, how many penalties his room have tonight? I believe it was seven. Uh, I was told earlier. I could be wrong on that. I think somebody said seven. I forget who told me that. But, but yeah, but I mean, we, it's we've, we've got suits go and souls. We've got suits and soul, and that's what matters. But uh, no, I mean, I, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. I bought in, and you guys touched on it. I mean, this this team scored ten against Tulane last week. Couldn't move the ball at all, and you can't get off the field on the most important drive of the night uh, on third and 16. And that's, that's where we're at. I mean, we are what we no, are. Inexcusable. As a, we are what we are as a program. Big Bill gets a pass. You know, he's the best offensive line coach in the country. In the country. And yet his offensive line has been the issue for four straight years. And, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we and we sit here and and, and I'll, I'll say this and, and I'm not picking on you, but hey, was it the fans' fault? Did the fans. Not I never. Post? What, what are you talking All about? I hear with the is fans. the fans. Thursday, I never said anything about going, the fans. We, we need, I didn't Thursday, call out did. the fans. All I said was it's a seven o'clock Bring night it. game. I would imagine that yeah. there's going to be. And, yeah, that's not a. That's not fair to say. Posted. Hey, the fans can be really good tonight. Uh, there, there's and, nothing wrong with that. I didn't blame and, the fans. And, I and am one. I'm a paying customer, and so. Yeah, okay, they were there like they are every week. I just said it's a 7 o'clock night game. Of course they need to be loud. That's all I said. And, There's nothing wrong and, with and that. And they were. And and again, for the second yeah. time in over half the time Moses led, led the Israelites to the desert, we failed to post. This program okay. is on 22 years in the title. And by the way, we need $179 million for a new facility. Pony it up, boys. I mean, it's just frustrating that is a team, that is a game you should win. Uh, yes, no one's arguing failed. that, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so that, anyway. and that's the interesting thing moving forward now is, yes, again, the main point tonight is it looked all familiar. And we've seen the yeah. all-too-familiar response after a game like this. There hasn't been much of a response, right? It hasn't gotten fixed. We're close. I, I, We're I went, close. Right. That's all we used to I, hear. I, like, like, now <laughs> it is, okay, you have what you have. We're pretty – pretty much know what you got talent wise does this coaching staff make changes to get it better i don't know i mean well that's kind of the big question moving well, forward what we're going to hear is there's talent on the way there's help on the way that's what we're going to hear and, and, and there's truth in that and this is a more disciplined team and they tackle better but to your point it's the same thing we've seen year after year against an this team that k-state team does not have anywhere near talent Oklahoma does. None of them have. The four that have won here since 2012, that's the same thing. Yeah. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you, man. 405-329-9000 if you were sneaky in. Look, I mean, there have been a lot of frustrating losses around here. I don't need to tell anybody that. Kansas State's dealt you a lot of those frustrating losses. Yeah, it feels like it. But I think the feeling tonight is I did it to myself again. Yeah, I allowed I myself in. to be bought right, in. Yeah, yeah. I bought in. I thought it was different this time around, and shame on me. This looks like the same program that it did before. So I, I think that there's going to be more – there's always anger around a loss. 
there's going to be a lot of anger around this loss, and it's definitely going to bleed into next week. Yeah. You know, just because that's uh, – y- y- you feel like, shame on me, I, I, I did it again. And yeah. it looked all too familiar from last year and the year before that and the year before that. How do they get it better? I don't know, but they better figure it out in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, because we – got a t- this is a tough part of your schedule that you're in. Well, the whole Big 12 stuff. I mean, where does it really let up? I mean, you saw Tech beat Texas. Yeah. Texas has got tons of talent. Those are both going to be tough games. We got Lubbock late. OSU's, you know, top ten ranked team in the country. You know, you know Baylor's going to be tough defensively. I mean, where's your where's your break? Your breaks are over with. You got to you yeah. got to nut up and, and and deal with what you got now. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a time out here. We're live at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. We'll get to more of your calls, post game thoughts coming up next. Keep it locked right here on the Ref for the Homeless Center fans. Home Creations. Sooner game day wrap-up show live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Sooners lose it tonight over Kansas State. First setback of the Brent Venables era happens, and, yeah, uh, we all feel like we got duped again. I I was just uh, I was just uh, texting with my boy Hamill and uh, talking about the offense again. 550 yards. Enough point, like, defense and penalties. It continues to come down to defense and penalties. And Dylan Gabriel missing big-time throws. Just timely throws. I mean, the, the, again, you think about the one to Stoops out on the fourth down. You think a third down to Mims late going down the uh, going down the, to the, to his left down the sideline, too tall. Uh, you, you think a little mistakes like like Justin Royals just not getting his head around and extending a drive, things like that. You're, and we had we had our hands on passes couldn't couldn't you know get you're close all night long man i know you're you close all night long to really grabbing a hold of the momentum and you'd let up a big kickoff return or you let up a third and 16 or you have a full start penalty all night long you were right there ready to grab the momentum and you couldn't make a play on the next play kansas state grabbed it right back and the worst part is you talked about playing with pace earlier this offense is good when it plays with pace the problem is you get up to the line, boom, you want to play with pace, just big pickup, okay, first and ten, oh, penalty. Everybody stands up, gets a nice rest, we all got to walk back five yards. I mean, it just, it not only kills a drive because it gets you in a down and distance disadvantage, but it kills a drive because we are so predicated on speed. Yep. So it's it's a double whammy when it comes to an offensive procedural penalty. And Kansas State ran the blueprint perfectly. Yeah. Even when they want to go them. fast. Don't let them because their defense has been out on the field for so long. Credit to them. You they saw that in the second they half. made us pay for mistake after mistake after mistake. They made us pay for it. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Bobby, you're on the postgame show. What's going on? Hey, guys. You know, it's been a long time since I called into a radio show, and I'm tired of the bashing of Dylan Gabriel and the offense. No, they did not play perfect tonight, okay? But 10 of 19 on third and fourth downs, the defense missed a ton of tackles. I feel like they were completely outcoached on the defensive side of the ball. And those couple passes that Dylan Gabriel may have missed should not have mattered in this game. But they they did, though. That's the thing. They did, well, though. Like, they you were, needed him to make. I mean, he missed on some key throws tonight. But they were completely outcoached on the defensive side of the ball tonight. No doubt. And to give up yeah, that third no and 16. And yeah, inexcusable it, on that. 
it, it's inexcusable. And all night long, Kent, they were 10 of 19 on third and fourth down. Okay? This game falls completely, in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball, players and coaches. And hey, I, yeah, I, I, the no, one no thing that I did that. not expect, the one thing I did not expect to see from a from this team this year was the amount of missed tackles that happened the previous two and three years. Tonight, there was a ton of missed tackles. I can't tell you how many times Haley Lehman on the radio, you could tell his disappointment because people had their hands on people or, or David Abuegos taking a bad angle. Now, one yep. thing I do blame on the offensive side is when they were going to go for it on fourth down and they substituted Marcus Major came off and Eric Gray went in and that caused the delay of game penalty because that allowed Kent State to substitute. I don't know why sure. that happened. I don't either. That, I don't either. But, yeah, that was the fourth and two. You get that. You go down and maybe tie it up. And that's a four-point swing yeah, right there. And you lost the game by seven. Right. Hey, hey, appreciate the phone call, Bobby. Good good, good to hear from you. Get some good thoughts there. Yeah, look, no one is arguing that the defense wasn't incredibly disappointing. I just think the offense had a major part in tonight's loss. Well, I mean, any loss like this, of course, you, 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 can, you can, you know, place blame, right? But my thing is, the offense pretty much did what it's done the last four games, right? I mean, similar points, similar yardage, similar completion percentage, the penalties, and, man, if, if, if you give up points in the 40s, if you give up 41 points, you're going you're gonna to lose some games. Yeah. And, look, and, and I hear Bobby's point. And, like, look, can, does Gabriel have to be better? Yes. But, honestly, it doesn't matter – if you tackle the way that you did tonight. It doesn't matter if Gabriel makes two or three more throws tonight if you're going to tackle that poorly. It does not matter. Right. Like I said, if you can't stop the run. And that, to me, now that we've kind of had some time to look back, it's the most shocking thing about tonight because I did see that defense for three games. And I saw him tackle well against Nebraska. I saw him tackle well against UTEP and Kent State. Not that that had to be the end all of how this defense was going to be this year. But I saw this defense get a ton of sacks and TFLs and blow up those wide receiver screens that Kansas State kept throwing tonight. Kansas State is not close to the best offense that you're going to see this year. And the fact that you were that poor tackling these guys tonight, again, you just kind of take a step back and say, wow, did I totally miss something the past three weeks? Is there something that I should have seen that led to what happened tonight? Because... The way that they tackled tonight, covered down the field, it's well. And that's what's shocking, weird is man. is is this our is this the norm or were the last three weeks the norm? That, I it, mean, is this I, an aberration? Is hard, this... to, hard to answer that right now. I mean, it really is hard to answer that. And it's uh, you know, Venable said, you know, you don't want to let this loss define you. It's uh, you know how you respond is what defines you. That sounds great. Now let's now let's see how we look. Yeah. All right, this is the Home Creation Shooter Game Day wrap-up show live from Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Final hour of our post-game coverage is next. Keep it locked on the ref. All right, final hour, Home Creation Shooter Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. And you're not going to make sense of this loss anytime soon, unfortunately. And going back, golly, I, I just had a realization, Travis. Yeah, the that? toughest thing about tonight 
is going back and rewatching it tomorrow or uh, at some point next week. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can I, because you, you're just going to relive. Like, there's Deshaun White just missing, just a tackle right in front of him on a key play in the game. David Equebu taking a bad angle on a third down. I just Justin Burrell's not getting his head around. Justin Burrell's not getting his head around. Um, I, I get, again, I, I just it, it's hard to look at one person and say that they played well tonight. And it looks all too familiar. That's been the theme of the night. In case you missed the first hour of the show, is it looked like the same old OU defense. Now, you can have a different opinion moving forward if this is going to be the same old OU defense. Right. But that doesn't matter. Like, what matters is what we saw tonight, and that's what it looked like tonight. I, I can't even imagine how many missed tackles they had. Uh, it's, and I, the numbers that are have to be off the chart. And we talked about a defense, too, that hadn't given up a whole lot of plays down the field. And it hadn't, other than that no. touchdown pass to Trey no Palmer. No explosive plays. But you're talking about average-looking dudes getting free in the middle of the yeah. defense tonight. Yeah. These are not Sunday dudes. Um, you know, you look at Knowles, sure. Uh, Adrian Martinez is not an NFL quarterback. Um, no. Not even close. And he had his career high. Four, four rushing touchdowns for Adrian Martinez tonight. It's just unacceptable. And where does this team go from here? Well, it's 11 a.m., by the way. 11 a.m. kick against uh, TCU. OU-TCU, in case you haven't heard, is an 11 a.m. kick. So they, they've got to get better in a hurry. Um, I, maybe the best thing for this team is to turn around and play next week instead of a bye week. I don't know. But the biggest test of the year, not the best team, but a massive test to see how they respond is uh, 100%. 100% going to be next week. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. 405-329-9000 if you want to sneak in. Connor, I totally forgot who we have next. Just punch him through, and we'll get him up uh, here on the post game. Yeah, we got Chris right here. What's up, Chris? We don't have Chris. Let's get to Bobby, or get to Roger from L.A. Oh, no. Roger Roger from L.A. is about to to unleash. Let's hear it, Roger. Give it to us, Roger. Oh, my God. So, you guys remember two weeks ago, I had to apologize to you last week because we beat the worst team in America, Nebraska. We had a complete mirage. A team that just quit. Uh, on their home field last week that made us all think OU was like a top five team. Remember when I called and told you I thought Gabriel, I'm going to have to re- I have to retake that ground. I think Gabriel, his stats look great and they look, look respectable. He missed so many throws on the field. I was at the game tonight. I got, now you completely hit the nail on the head when you guys said he's not playing defense. And I agree with that. However, good God, he's, he, in my opinion, is the most inaccurate quarterback, including Paul Thompson, by the way, or Nate Hibble, we've had in 20 years. I'll just leave it at that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's time to just call it like we see it. Balls and strikes here. That Venable's defense, that's Venable's defense. That's not, we can't blame Lincoln Riley. I'm tired of OU fans, but blaming Lincoln Riley. You know, here's the thing we knew about Lincoln Riley's teams. You had a trigger man at quarterback, even if you had the defenses that suck. Tonight, we had a defense that was soft as baby crap out there tonight, getting their butts kicked by fat-ass Chris Kleiman again for the second time. for like It feels like third time in four years, right? We've got to beat by these folks. That's exactly you what know, it is. Third time in four years you lost to Kansas and, and you know what? It's unacceptable to, in any era of we football. Had to sit, we had to sit, you know, sit with some mouth-breather Kansas State fan behind me tonight. It's embarrassing, man. Like, and, and here's what we know. We don't have Caleb Williams at quarterback. We don't have Kyler Murray at quarterback that can rally the troops. We have a guy that's an average to mediocre quarterback like, that's just who he is, man. And I have real concerns about this team. Like, they, they look like last year's defense out there today. You, 
You know, like, yeah. nobody wants to throw punches at, at Alex Grinch. You know what, man? How about this? That, that Brent Venables keep this, by the way, okay? 52 yards on third and 16, man. 52 yep. yards. How the hell is that acceptable? And he didn't so get touched 40 yards down the field, no, Roger. It's no, not just it, the 52-yard you know, game. No, no one was even the there. Like, like, I know everybody here, here, you know, in town is all over this. And I like Venables, okay? All this soul mission stuff and all this crap that has nothing to do with football in my mind, it all sounds good until you lose by two touchdowns to a mediocre team on your field, okay? This is a five-loss team. We do not have a, a difference-maker quarterback like Riley did. And by the way, Levy is not in the same stratosphere as, as Lincoln Riley's a play caller. I'm just going to tell you right now. He's just not. Uh, it just It's watching his offense. Every single third down is just a chore, man. Like It's like we have to yeah. go for it like a service captain on fourth down to grind out 10 yards. I don't understand the offense. We spread it out with the receivers all the way at the margins. We almost make no medium plays with our receivers, which I find to be crazy because the last you know, several years under Riley's offense, we had guys wide open in the middle of the field. And I just I can't figure out what we're doing offensively. Um, but we're okay. And we're you continually open. lose the time of possession battle. And, and bad, guys, too. I mean, there, there's been a change. few games You know what bad. has changed, though? You know what has changed? And I'm going to go all the way back, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a little bit of criticism on the Venables regime here. This is the first bit of criticism here. So we got all emotional when Williams went into the, the, the transfer court. Everybody did, right? I think when you, from, the, from the interface that, that Williams has shot back, I think he was probably coming back to Oklahoma. And we went out and got this guy, a quarterback, that was going to play for UCLA and go – you know, do what he does, which is an average quarterback, right? I think we had a fait accompli in January. We freaked out at the program. I'm talking about minimal kids. And instead of letting the thing play out, let letting Williams just kind of test the market just a little bit. Give, give it a week. Have cool patience. Now we're stuck. We are stuck like Chuck the next two years at, at mediocre. And I don't know that the freshman's going to be ready next year. But we're in deep crap, man. I'm, I'm worried about yeah. this team. We could be a five-loss team this year. So, Hey, hey Roger. Yeah, good yeah. to hear from you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to yeah. hear from you. Um, yeah, Dylan Gabriel's going to get a lot of criticism this week, and rightfully so. What's interesting about him is he'll miss on a throw to where you say, how do you miss that throw? You know, that guy's there. How, how do you miss on that throw to the sideline? Then he'll hit one deep. And then he'll come back and put it right on the plate deep. Right. And I mean, he should make We saw this at Nebraska. He yeah. missed one, and then he thread one in between the safety and the corner and hit Theo Weiss in the numbers. So he's a Division One quarterback at OU. He should be able to make throws down the field. But it's like feast or famine with him. Either he's making a beautiful throw down the field, or it seems like he's missing bad. Like There, there doesn't seem to be and, a whole lot of in-between with him. And that's the thing. Like we talk about, empty numbers. 67% completion percentage. But the misses? I mean, it feels like he should have had 80% completion yeah. tonight if he just hits the wide open. Guys. So, r- running the ball, they, they were not good at all in the first half. I mean, the offensive line feels like the weak link on this football team. But then in the second half, they were gashing them. Yeah. Absolutely they gashing them. They found something to where they were running, I guess, um, just right over the, on, on the uh, left guard, it felt like, and they were gashing. And So, there there you go. You, you get a you get a running game going. You're, you're hitting big yardage with Eric Gray. And then penalties. Bam. Ball start, back it up first and 15. So, with that – you can look at the good that the offensive line did have in those small moments, but then you immediately go to, but, God, then they had a five-yard penalty, and it was a total drive. It felt, it felt like we were on their 42-yard line for the entirety of the second half. 
that's what it felt like. It felt like we never left midfield and always just put ourselves in a pickle and, and couldn't do anything about it. USC just took the lead with a minute 13 left, by the way. 17-14 USC in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the night. That's the night so far. 405-329-9000. Chris, I see you. We'll get to you on the other side. Keep it locked right here on the Rev Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show rolls on next. Home Creation Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show live on the Rev for the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby alongside as well, who uh, he's going to get to a few texts for us here uh, momentarily. You know who was uh, totally absent tonight for the most part? Your best player, Marvin Mims. He had that 50-yard touchdown reception, which was a big play at the time to get you back to 14-all, but Kansas State took him out of the football game, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, there, there's not a lot of memorable plays outside the one for Marvin Mims, so that's you'd – like, you'd, you'd like to at least go down uh, with giving your best player a chance down the field, but it just – it wasn't there, man. Right, and, and, and it's doom and gloom tonight, which is, is fair. That's what – that's what it should be. You just got beat by a team that doesn't have half the talent you do at home when you think you've got all this momentum. They're just fresh off a loss, uh, everything like that. But the defense can't play any worse, and Marvin Mims disappears. Still got a chance, you know, late in the game with an onside kick. But that's what it, – it's almost like he'd rather been blown out because – the, the problem with here is now we've got the one play. Was it this one play, the third and 16? Is that the play that lost us the game? Well, of course not, but it feels like it. Definitely feels like it. Yeah. And 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 you can say that with a lot of plays, but man, when we started when we started really running the ball, uh, when we started really running the ball in the second half, I thought, man, we're we're finally we're finally getting back into it, but not the case. Let me read some quotes from Brent Venables. This is via Parker's uh, Twitter page. Uh, B, uh, BV on Dylan Gabriel, quote, he played good enough to win the game. He gave us a chance to win the game, and we didn't do our job as a football team to help him. Uh, here's another one that's a uh, – Vittable says that's a top ten defense in every category. Our offense did some great stuff. Now, that's taken out of context a little bit maybe. I, You know, I, I don't hear the entire quote there. but So there's just a couple quotes there from Brent Well, hey, but, but the problem is, and as I said, I mean, we put up 34 points on a top 10 defense. Where was ours? That's the problem. We 34 points, cool. That'll get you most up. But you can't, you can't say, oh, well, they have a really good defense. Well, did did their defense run the ball against us? Yeah, to the 41 yard or 41 points. The the final offensive. If you just look, if you didn't watch the game, you just look at the stats. Those numbers that you're talking about are good enough to win a whole lot of football games this year. That defense that you saw tonight, by is, the numbers, eye tests, whatever, is not. Um, you will lose a lot of football games this yes. year with that type of product. Right. And I think you got to be better offensively. I think we all definitely said you, you've got to get drastically better defensively. Well, or I mean, else. I, and, and you cut the penalties in half, we probably win that game. Just the penalties. The penalties are self-induced. That's discipline. That's not you getting outplayed outmanned, outgunned. That's not what that is. That's you hurting yourself. And and you cut that in half, we probably walk out of there with a close win. Back to the phone lines. Chris, you are on the post-game show. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? 
Uh, you know, Chris, it's a Saturday night and trying to figure out where this team is headed. Yeah, I I, I can't accept that. Uh, the quarterback situation, uh, that's no excuse. This is three, this is three times this dude threw passes that he's uh, over, uh, overthrown passes. And uh, clearly, uh, Stoop, Mr. Stoops was highly upset. He was heated. But those are clearly wide open passes that uh, Nebraska gave two passes tonight. They were wide open, and he overthrew those passes. Now, that's understandable. You protect your quarterback, but also, if the quarterback did something wrong, you let them know. And they're not doing that. Their defense. Defense was out there a long time. I mean, hey, they need to make them. They need to do better, or whatever. They got our scheme, got our coaches. That's all I can say. But yeah. uh, I, I, there's nothing I can say about it. They lost. They got our coach. I mean, that's that's just the way that it yes, is. It is. But their yep. quarterback play was terrible. I mean, you either need to get the quarterback on the same page or something, but that's unacceptable. How can you? How can this do miss three, three, three passes? That could have got you back in the game. Three. I don't know, Chris. I mean, it's it goes along with everything else that it was just wasn't it wasn't good enough tonight. I mean, there, there's and with all that being said, you had a third and sixteen. Does the offense go down and tie the game? I have no idea. But all that being said, everything night third and sixteen. That that's the play of the night. It's not being able to get off the field. But the, but the way the defense is playing, you know, he, he he extends a drive. He scores a touchdown. Who's to say that we tie that up and they don't just yeah. run it down our throats maybe, in overtime? Maybe man. you had. Four rushing touchdowns to Adrian Martinez. And that's the thing. We, we are giving these dudes career nights, and we're supposed to be, you know, this new and improved defense. We're giving these career nights. Third down and penalties. We were crap on third down on offense and defense, and we and had so many self-inflicted wounds. This is against Kansas State. It's always with Kansas State. I'm not understanding that. But that caller who said something about, this is uh, that soul patrol, whatever the thing that they're doing with Oklahoma. I think it's wrong. I think that's a good program for Oklahoma. They need that to reach these young men. I think that is wrong. I think, as far as that's concerned, I think Brent Venables is doing a great job. This is his first loss. I think, you know, hey, the world is not coming to an end, but at the same time, you need to make your corrections and do what you need to do to make things correct. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I uh, especially you, that offensive line, they need to make them corrections. And the quarterback play, I mean, we need to get better at the play calling. But, you know, hey, thanks a lot, fellas. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Here, here's the thing about Dylan Gabriel is if you don't think that he's very good or you don't think he's the answer at quarterback, you got Davis Bevel on the roster. Like, I, I just what, – what I'm telling you is – like there's, there wasn't a legitimate quarterback battle going into the year. Like, there's not someone waiting in the wings that I think that you can just throw out there that it's going to be better. That's what, that, that's just what I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I now, mean, it, we, we haven't seen Davis Bevel, but he was a backup at Pitt last year. I understand with a first round pick. I just, if, if you think the quarterback situation needs to change, I just don't think that you're going to find anything behind it that you're really going to like. Yeah, we're giving. I mean, before today, we were giving up ten points a game. Defense does their job. Nobody has nobody has a single word to say about Dylan Gabriel, and that's that's the issue. Is you shouldn't need it. You shouldn't need him to throw eighty percent completion for four hundred yards and six touchdowns. You shouldn't need that because you should have 
the bet one of the best defenses in the country, led by one of the best defensive coaches in the country. Yeah, all great points. 405-329-9000. We'll take another timeout. A couple more segments remaining. Live on the Home Creation Cedar Game Day wrap-up show. More to come next. All right, final segment tonight of our Home Creation Cedar Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby alongside as well. Well, as we wrap it up on this Saturday night from Yo Pablo, let's get right to the phone lines. We got Wayne on hold. Wayne, thank you for holding. You're on the post-game show. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, you know, Wayne, just trying to figure it all out. Listen, it's the same old song, same old dance, you know, but I just want to touch up on a few things. And it's something I don't know if we've talked about a lot. Dylan Gabriel is a mediocre quarterback at best. But he shows signs that Lebby's play calling doesn't favor him because he's a scrambling quarterback. Why are we not using that to our advantage like they did Martinez last night? I mean, he he torched us. And every time, what, what he scrambled out two or three times, the two or three times he scrambled out of ran, it was big chunk yards. Why are we not doing that more often, you know? Well, they can't block. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. Um, well, yeah, that and part, part of that is I think part of the reason he gets those chunk yards is because we don't do it often, right? The more you do it, the more they can actually scheme for it. But I do get your point. I do think yeah. that we, I do think he should run the ball. I, and I think he's mobile. I mean, for sure, we've seen that he's mobile. I just don't think he's the type of guy that can make plays without an O-line that's blocking it up. And that O-line just not – they're not blocking it up right now. Yeah, and – and another thing is, I know he's no Kyler Murray, he's no Jalen Hurts, and he's he's a little short to his advantage. But I feel like if you put Marcus Majors, Eric Gray back there in that backfield with him, and you run some read optioner with it, you open up that defense a little more to run the ball and pass the ball better. But then y'all were talking about who would you put the blame on? I feel like the blame should be seventy percent defense. 30% offense. because I That's feel like a pretty good number. Yeah. I mean, you had, well, I think we had 11 penalties total, seven of them coming on the offense, right? False starts, holding. And I feel like the defense, you know, you go into halftime, you know what you need to do. You just got to stop Deuce Vaughn and Martinez. Simple game plan. And they come out and they just look like Hall of Fame. Yeah. I know it's disappointing. You you knew what Kansas State's going to do. It's the same thing they've been doing for 20 years now, probably even longer than that. And you just haven't been able to stop it over these years. And what it comes down to is being physical, winning the line of scrimmage. And, I, hey, I, I'm sure you share this thought. I thought this program, I thought this team was over what we've seen in the past. They weren't tonight. I, I bought into it. I yeah, I did, I too. Into it I did, too. I did, too. No, but here's the thing. I see us going into TCU next weekend. I think this team – does a complete 180 turnaround. I think we go to Texas. We win that game. I think after the Texas game, we'll know a lot more after this team and how much they, they come over the adversary they're going to face because they're not going to see a team like K-State the rest of the year as far as how much they run. But when they see teams like Baylor, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, that's where I'm concerned at because, you know, Baylor's a good team, and they're going to run the ball just like K-State. Yeah. Hey, good hearing from you. Good phone call. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, guys. All right, let's let uh, Nathan close it out tonight. Nathan, you get the final word on the postgame hey show. What's up? Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> you, you, know, you know, Nathan. You know how, how it's going. going. You know exactly how yeah, it's going. I know. It's, it's like relatives at a funeral. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Uh, 
Yeah. You know, this, uh, <laughs> I've never heard that one. This, this seemed to me like... I know BV does a really great job of keeping these guys focused and keeping the right mindset, but the way they played tonight was like they were days cold hungover from last week. I can't look the team last week that went in there and manhandled Nebraska in Lincoln. That team would not have lost tonight. They would not have made the mistakes they made tonight. I think this was a team that all week long was lulled to sleep by the national media telling them how good they were. You know, you guys sit on your radio show all week long. How's this team going to handle success? How are they going to be? How they're going to handle not having a chip on their shoulder? This is how they handled it. They lost. And I think yeah, they're going to learn great, from this. Great point. Not and well. I think this will probably be the only loss they have all year. I think you're going to see a different team next week, and I think this is a team that's still going to go out against Texas. And you're going to be like, whoa, this this is the team that lost to K State. Okay, I think we're good now. So I mean, that's maybe that's me being overly positive, but I think they were lulled asleep by the national media. I really do. Because the narrative completely flipped, didn't it? In one week, yes. the narrative completely they're, flipped. Literally, I their mean, biggest their biggest critic was telling them they're the number two team in the country. They're, they're the uh, next. I'm best not. Team I'm not Georgia. ever tuning into Colin Coward again. Well, you know the crap yeah. that's going to be spewed now. Was Lincoln Riley was right? See, it proved that he was right. Like, buckle up. I mean, you're going to hear some. You're, you're going to hear some things said nationally this week. It's going to well, happen. I, I think. I think this is a big teaching point, and it's not one that we wanted because we would have rather gotten the win and have this teaching point. But, you know, it's, I literally think that's mainly what it was. I mean, what's the other thing? Sure. I mean, do we need to block better? Yeah. But being told how good you are and, you know, being having roses thrown at your feet all week by the national media, you know, you still gotta, you still got to keep that chip on your shoulder somehow. And we knew, guys. Like, it, it, we all thought, and it still may be, it immediately better when this guy showed up. But we were yeah. really naive if we didn't think that there was going to be a setback and there was going to be a setback this year. And maybe oh, yeah. this is Look. the setback, like you're saying, Nathan, for where they rebound and they play better football. I, I hope that that's the case. But the first I, setback Look, has happened, and now, like, how do they respond for this? It's the million-dollar yeah. question. Hey, we're hands down more physical and tackling better. We didn't do it tonight. And, again, it's just for the, the things I said. And, you know, even though it seemed like they were in the right mindset from what BB said earlier, but – I mean, yeah. you know, look, things are still going to happen, but all in all, better coaching staff, a great hire. You know, they just they didn't bring the physicality tonight. They didn't bring the focus tonight, and it got them. It bit them in the butt. Yeah, it did. Hey, good talking right. to you, Nathan. Good phone call, man. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, uh, that'll do it for us tonight. We'll be talking about it all next week, trying to figure out where uh, this team goes next. Appreciate all the phone calls and the interaction, as always. We'll talk to you coming up on Monday. For Guys. Connor Pasby and Travis Davidson, I'm Tyler McComas. This is the Suitor Game Day wrap-up show from Home Creations.